Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. The Adventures of Tintin by Hergé, dramatized by Simon Eastwood. Three, The Calculus Affair, Part One. To the editor, from Tintin, famous boy reporter. Subject, Professor Calculus. Our last great adventure had taken us to the Temple of the Sun in Peru, where we narrowly escaped sacrifice at the hands of the Incas. Now, finally reunited, we decided a week or two of recuperation at Marlinspike Hall was sorely needed. A time of peace and tranquility. Calm and serenity. Not again. No, not again. Hello. No, madam, I am not Mr. Cuts the Butcher. I am Nestor the Butler. No, madam, this is not Marlin Spike 431. This is 421, madam. Not at all, madam. Oh, it's preposterous. That's about the tenth time. Oh, not again. I am not Mr. Cuts the Butcher. I beg your pardon? Oh, excuse me. I... Captain Haddock. I'm afraid he's not in. He's gone for a walk. (sighs) Now on, all I want is my daily straw. (laughs) No more travels or adventures, no more careering all around the world. I've had enough of it. Oh, that's what you say, Captain, but... No, 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 no. This time I'm quite serious. All I want now is to settle down in peace and quiet. (laughs) Well, if you really mean that, Captain, I'm willing to swap owners. (laughs) Oh, shush, Snowy. Quiet. Yeah, yeah. Quiet. Quiet. How quiet it is here. Just, just listen to it. (laughs) So much for your peace and quiet, Captain. Look over there. Big storm brewing. (laughs) Oh, land lover. It's just a draft. Well, we better get him back to the house. It never rains, but it pours. There it is, Marlin Spike Hall. How close we are now to our goal. That is the summer house, you fool. Oh. Anyway, when the moment is right, we will seize him mm. then. The world will be at our mercy. Wait. Look over there. Where? Under that tree. Someone is spying on them already. By the whiskers of Corvitash. Am I? Am I? The Sildavians are onto him too. Mm. We will have to deal with that rat as soon as possible. Hello. No, madam, I am not Mr. Cuts the Butcher. No, madam. No, madam. Fiddle-dee-dee, madam. That's at least the twentieth time. Quite so, Nestor, but one must always keep one's temper, especially with the lady. Oh, so speaks Saint Haddock. And besides, Nestor should never telephone during a storm. It's extremely dangerous. But, sir, she telephoned... Drink, uh, please, Nestor. The usual. And what about you, my young friend? Well, I'm... Well, of course, it's getting closer. That flash of lightning was just outside. In fact, I... Thundering typhoon in the window! It's incredible! The funny thing is, it happened after the clap of thunder. Oh, we might just as well be outside. Hello? What? Lamb chops? No. 
Madam, I am not Mr. Cuts the Butcher, and what's more, Madam, it is highly dangerous to telephone during a storm. Yes, Captain Harry, you are truly one of the great diplomats of this world. Yes, and the best of luck to you, Madam. And what's more... Captain! Where's the Captain? Oh, that huge electrical blast, he's vanished, he's vaporised. Looked into and I found his shoes. They're smoking. Oh, Captain, where are you? Get me down from here. Captain, what are you doing in the chandelier? Nestor, allow up immediately and block up that thundering window. Yes, sir, immediately, sir. Try to keep calm, Captain. You're not telling me it was that blistering lightning? I just can't make it out. Nestor, I do not wish to spend the night up here. I'm trying to board up the window. Am I or am I not more important than the window, Nestor? Captain, do try to keep still or you'll fall. Ten Now, what on earth is that? By the beard of Neptune, someone get me down from here. We're trying, Captain. Oh, sir, what shall I do? The window, the ladder, the door. Shall I open the door? Of course, Nestor. Oh, at last. Good evening to you, one and all. Jolian Wags, the name. Insurance is the game. <laughs> now, where's the master of the house? Wallach! Oh, Captain, are you all right? Oh, talk about bringing the house down. Ah, <laughs> oh, just dropped in to say hello, eh? Uh, Wag's the name. Don't wear it out. I won't. Jolian Wag, Rock Bottom Insurance Company. A delight to meet you, Admiral. You blundering simpleton. What do you want? Oh, well, what a mess. And I bet we're not insured, are we? I am insured against everything under the sun, Mr. Wag. My life's insured against accidents, against hailstorms, rains, floods, tidal waves, and tornadoes. Against cholera, flu, and colds in the head, moths, weevils, and grasshoppers. The whole lot. In fact, sir, the only thing I'm not assured against are foreign agents. (laughs) (laughs) You old humbug, you. (laughs) Well, that's all settled. I'll send you a policy. No, better still, I'll bring it myself. I've got my forms outside in the old jalopy. Back in a tick. (laughs) That'll give us a chance to have another chinwag together. (laughs) Bye for now. I've got (laughs) That's what it is, isn't it? I have gone stark staring mad. Calm down, Captain. Now, shouldn't we try and solve the mystery of all this broken glass? At the moment, I couldn't solve a two-piece chaser. (laughs) Gunshots. Oh, well, of course, naturally. Oh, golly, I think we had a quiet time with the Incas. They came from outside. With any luck, they got that insurance man. Oh, Captain, you are a wag. There's someone coming. Oh, Oh, it's Professor Calculus. He looks unhurt. So he's finally emerged from his laboratory. Thank you. No, I just had a cup. Oh, Professor, just look at your hat. Excuse me. Yes, yes, you can try it on if you like. Oh, look. A bullet's gone right through it. Oh, I can't understand it at all. The moths never used to make such big holes as these. Oh, well, good night. And good night to you. No, it's not too tight. It's rather more comfortable now. Quick, Captain. Let's have a look around the park. The gunman might still be out there. Right. Just let me fetch a torch. It's getting dark. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. There's a foreign smell around here. Mushroom come on, So Keep on your guard. <laughs> Captain, <laughs> Snowy's picked up a scent. Come on, right. let's follow. Mm-hmm. Ooh, let's hope it's a bone. <laughs> Look, oh. a man lying in the undergrowth. Barnacles, do you think he's... No, no, he's alive. His heart's beating faintly. We must send for the police All at right. once. You stay here while I'll go and telephone. Sir, sir, something terrible's happened. In heaven's name, Nestor, what's the matter now? Oh, sir, another chandelier. They're dropping like flies. Later, Nestor. <laughs> Tell me later. Hello? 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 The police station? Hello? This is Mar... Hello? This is Marlin Spike for... Cuts the butcher. What? The butcher. Who? The... You're Mr. Cuts the butcher? Cuts the butcher. The blistering barnacles. Get off the phone! <laughs> Let's hope the captain's got through to the police. Without going through the ceiling. <laughs> oh, the police are on their way. Good. I've come to fetch some water. The poor fellow wants a drink. Oh, another vase has broken, sir. Later, Nestor, later, Nestor, later. Come on, Tintin. We've no time to lose. He seems to be badly injured, and he talks with a strong foreign accent. Sildavian, I think. Water. The water might help. What? His accent? Here we are. You'll see. Great snakes. He's vanished. Oh, this is the place. Absolutely certain. Look, the grass is flattened down. What's Snowy found? <laughs> Something seems to be in that bush. There's a in Who's in there? Come out before I do something desperate. Please don't kill me. I wouldn't harm a fly. I'm just a simple fellow. Thundery typhoons. You don't have to tell me that. Just explain what you're doing down there, Wag. Me? I was I was hiding. Somebody tried to murder me. Oh. I was walking towards my car, then suddenly, bang, bang. So I said to myself, I said, Jolien, someone's trying to murder me. Can you blame him? This must be the police. Thompson and Thompson. Blistering barnacles, I ask for help, not hindrances. Ah, gentlemen, Thompson's to the rescue. Precisely. Thompson's need rescuing. Well, that's a good start. Uh, gentlemen. The doctor and the ambulance are just behind yes. us. Yes, they were breathing down our uh, exhaust pipe. Quite. Yes, well, gentlemen, this might be a little confusing. Yes, but... you don't mind, Tintin. We'll handle this investigation. Absolutely. We make excellent hands. First of all, where's the cattle? Here I am, Jolien Wag. That's me. You've been shot. Me? No. Aha! You can't fool us. Listen, this man is not the victim. The victim, for some reason, has vanished. Then why were you pretending to be the victim? Precisely. But I am the victim. I was shot at. So I said to myself, I said, Jolien... Do shut up. They weren't firing at him, but the shot must have whistled past him. In fact, one went through Calculus's hat. And what was Calculus doing out on his own? Especially at this time of night. In a hat. Quite. No, 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 no. String particles. Calculus had been working. The point is, he came back to the hole with a house in his hat. Ah, no, I mean... Just as I thought. Right. He was hiding the gun in his hat. Exactly. That's it. Snowy, you take over. Snowy, Snowy, didn't you? Thundering typhoons, where have they got to? Snowy! Go on, Snowy, seek him out. Hmm. How would you smell without me, Tintin? Don't tell me. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> well done, Snowy. Now I see. The wounded man got through this hole in the hedge, which leads onto the main road. He must have must have been an alien. He's been beamed up. Oh, you've lost the scent, eh, Snowy? <laughs> ah, I can guess why. Tire marks. He was picked up by a car waiting for him. 
There's nothing to be done. Come on, let's get back to the others. <laughs> so the glass just broke by itself. <laughs> and you think our theory about calculus is far-fetched? Blissing particles, you nitwitted gherkins. Why would calculus hide a gun in his hat? Ah, still discussing the finer points of the case, I oh. see. Where have you sprung from? Snowy picked up a scent, oh, but it didn't lead anywhere. I suggest we go back to the house. We can talk things over more easily there. That I doubt very much. He ruffled his feathers. <laughs> this Davian will trouble us no more. No more. Now no one can stand in our way. Good morning, Tintin. Captain? Morning. Good morning, Cuthbert. Why are you packed? Are you going away? No, no. no I'm just going away. Oh. Have you seen my umbrella? I'm flying to Geneva, where I'm taking part in a congress on nuclear physics. You never mentioned it before. No, not law. Oh. Physics. Ah, here it is. <laughs> very important, my umbrella. Don't tell me, in case it rains. Possibly, but it's heating up very nicely. Now, I'll just be gone for two or three days. I must go now. I'm walking to the station. I've just got time to catch the 11.42 train. Goodbye. Goodbye. No, I'm not going to fly. I'm catching the train. Why didn't I go? Oh. Well, that's one person who's quite unconcerned by all this business. I know. That's what doesn't make sense. So, when he passes the car, I'll open the door and drag him in. Drag him in. You put your foot on the throttle and we'll be far away. Right. Ah, here he comes now. I have the chloroform ready. Mm, it is not a pleasant smell. No, you idiot. Don't smell it. What? Oh, yes. Mm, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. Uh, yes. You're not going to the station by any chance, are you? Well, you see... Ah, uh... uh, no room for three. Well, it was worth asking. Good day to you. So, what's the idea of us coming here? Well, I've been thinking about this business, and one thing struck me. The glass breaking only occurred when calculus was out. Or to be more accurate, when he was in here working. In a nutshell, you suggest our friend Cuthbert is responsible for all these incidents. That's ridiculous. I'm not suggesting anything, Captain. I'm simply trying to work it out. Hmm, someone's been smoking in here. Thundering typhoon. Look at that apparatus. A giant radar dish. Calculus has certainly been working hard. I say, Captain, what? can you smell anything? Just tobacco, that's all. Well, yes, but calculus doesn't smoke. History. Barnacles, that's quite right. Calculus' office is in that side room, isn't it? Let's have a look. Careful, Tintin. my way, boy. What the? Watch out, Captain, he's got a cosh. Whoa, there, my fine friend. Nobody gets past I had a... Oh, golly. Get off my bottom dog! Oh, too late. Confounded he's got away. Poor Captain. And you, poor Snowy. I'm done by bad luck. Don't worry, boy, you'll be okay. Oh, look what fell out of that thug's pocket when Snowy ripped it. An ignition key. And look what's written here in pencil on this packet of cigarettes. What, what, what is it? What is it? Geneva Hotel Cornova. 
Why, Thunder, that's the hotel in Geneva where Cuthbert usually stays. Exactly. Captain, something tells me the professor's in danger in Geneva. I'm going over to join him. But we've only just rescued him. I suppose you think I'll let you go alone? Nonsense. I'm coming with you. Right. Come on, to Geneva. Not so fast. Hands up. What the... (laughs) Fooled you probably that time, didn't I, me hearty? (laughs) Why? That's my name. Don't wear it out. (laughs) Hands up. The old gag never fails. Brought round your insurance policy, Admiral. Billions of blue blistering barnacles, Wag. Tell me something. Buffoon, have you taken out a life insurance? As a matter of fact, I haven't, Albine. Well, Albine, unless you get out of my way, I suggest you do. Tintin, get me out of here. Geneva's going to be a holiday after this. Hello? Hello, Hotel Cornaby? Yes. Herr please. Just once. Thank you. Hello. Stefan? Igor. Yes, it's me. Look, you better get a move on. The professor's friends have just left by air for Geneva. General, it's me. I suggest a welcoming committee uh, is in order. <laughs> we touched down in Geneva and made our way directly to the Hotel Cornavan, only to discover Professor Calculus had taken the train to Nyon. I inquired if he had made any calls since his arrival. He had. Two to the same number. I immediately called inquiries and obtained the name and address. Alfredo Topolino, 57A, Rue de Saint-Sergue, Nyon. Surely this was the professor's destination. The Captain Snowy and I hopped in a taxi, praying that we would not be too late. Captain, at all costs, we must warn the professor of the danger he's in. If necessary, we'll have to kidnap him. Well, Sherlock, let's hope no one else has got the same idea. Do you know who I had in my taxi the other day? Oh, Mr. not one of them. Bianca Castafiore, the Milanese nightingale. What a voice. What's that you are... What rubbish. I say, that black citron's getting a bit close for comfort. I know. Couldn't believe it in the flesh. And you survived? She's on a European tour. Captain, that car's nudging into us. It's pushing us onto the verge. People say she's stronger as she used to be. But do you know what? I think, I think she's better. Oh, you're pressing. Help us anywhere over the lake. Help. Do you say something? As our taxi plunged headlong into the lake, I thought our time was surely up. A crowd gathered around our sinking car. But after what seemed an eternity, we managed to free ourselves and swim back to the water's edge. The large and friendly crowd hauled us out of the water. I saw it all. The old dogs, they swerved deliberately. If they wanted to push you into the lake, they couldn't have done better. Look, thank you for all your kind help, but there's something I must ask you to do for me. Could someone please give us a lift to Nyon? It's terribly urgent. No problem. You got the car. I'll take the car. The way I see you, The door's open. It's peculiar. 
Hmm, I know who this belongs to. <laughs> oh, look in the stand. What? Calculus's umbrella. Wow. Oh, well done, Snowy. Well, this absolutely proves it. He certainly came here. Let's hope we're not too late. Perhaps he's still about. Hmm, I'd better take this with me. <laughs> Let's have a look in this room. So, Stefan, they survived their little swim. Indeed, but they'll soon wish they'd never come up for air. All right, you are, Stefan, all right, you are. Not a soul. What's that on the table? Ooh, bottle, two glasses. Someone was expecting us. I was referring to the book. Oh. German Research in World War II by an American scientist. I say. What? Captain, this is extraordinary. There's a picture here of a machine exactly the same as the one we found in Calculus's laboratory. Oh. Great snakes. What? In the ashtray here. A cigarette. Well, there's a done up for the books. No, look at the brand. What? See here, it's the same as the packet dropped in Calculus's laboratory by that intruder. Blistery particles, so it is. Oh, listen, thumping. Oh, they really should get their plumbing seen too. Something's knocking against the central heating pipes. Oh. Let's have a look in the cellar. It's more like a coal bunker. This man's been bound and gagged. Hold still. I'll try to untie you. Who are you? I'm Professor Topolino. I've been brutally assaulted and thrown into the cellar. Just wait till I see that monster calculus again. Calculus a monster? Yes, calculus. Do you know the scoundrel? Sir, calculus is our best friend. And I refuse to allow... Oh, sir, he's a friend of yours. My heartiest congratulations. What delightful people to know. Anyway, who are you? What are you doing in my house? Oh, yes, we do owe you an explanation. But shall we do that upstairs when you cleaned up a bit? Very interesting. What a delightful bottle of wine you have here, Professor. Oh, yes, before I forget, this pack of cigarettes, do you know the brand? That's the brand Boris smokes. Who is Boris? Boris is my servant. He smokes very little, and only those cigarettes he gets them direct from Boduria. All that coal dust has made me dreadfully thirsty. Yes, yes, from Boduria. Boris is a Bordurian. Where is he? He left the house yesterday evening. They said the telegram. His mother has just been taken in. Oh, what a fine year. Uh, do you have a corkscrew? Captain, I think I'm beginning to understand. Yes, but he isn't. Anyway, what's your story, Professor? Well, it's like this. About a month ago, I had the first letter from Calculus. I'm sure he would have rare distinction. He wrote to say that he was on the verge of a sensational discovery in the field of ultrasonics. <laughs> As I am a specialist in the subject, he sought my advice. Last week, another letter arrived. He had succeeded. Able now to destroy glass from a distance, he realized his invention's potential to destroy planes, tanks, even oil buildings. He was most alarmed and wished to talk to me. Today, I managed to see him. Uh, um, this bottle was intended for him. Exactly, but help yourself. Oh. This oh. afternoon, Calculus arrived. 
a little earlier than I expected, and we began to chat. Then I bent down to pick up some papers. I looked it up, and there was Calculus brandishing a kush. Then I came to in the cellar, bound and gagged. Got it. Professor, I have a photograph here. Do you know this man? Never seen him before. Who is he? Calculus. The one and only Calculus. So it wasn't him who knocked you out. It was someone else masquerading as the professor. As I see it, your servant Boris discovered Calculus's letter to you and tipped off his country's secret service. So, that's how it happened. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Now, Stefan, you're sure the timing mechanism hasn't stopped? Don't panic. Only a few seconds to go, and then top while you know the house will be no more. The whole bunch will be wiped out in one stroke. <laughs> well, gentlemen, your good health. <laughs> Miraculous escape. The house of Professor Topolino was today a mass of rubble and debris. Yet the four occupants, Captain Haddock still clutching a wine bottle, Tintin, the famous boy reporter, Professor Topolino himself, and a little black terrier called Snowy, were discovered with only minor wounds. Foul play is suspected. It was truly a miraculous escape. Cricket. A miraculous escape indeed. It seemed we had been making life difficult for spies and kidnappers, and they had tried to eliminate us. We discharged ourselves from hospital and telephoned Nesta for any news. Yes, sir. They've caught him. The wounded man in the grounds. He's Sildavian. So, the Sildavian espionage had also got wind of Professor Calculus's invention. Now we had two enemies on our hands. We decided to visit the Borgerian embassy under the cover of darkness. It was time to go into action. <laughs> is another way of approaching the embassy. In a rowing gotcha. boat in the middle of the night with haddock spraying mosquitoes. That's us. Man-eating piss. Lucky I bought this spray. Don't make a sound, Captain. I'm nearly there. Wait, 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 wait. Just a few more sprays. I can hear a big one. It's a helicopter. It's landing on the front lawns of the embassy. I'll moor the boat by that tree and have a look. from the embassy. Oh, crumbs. The man in the middle. There's no mistaking that silhouette. That's comfort, all right. They're going to put him aboard the helicopter. We've got to grab him now, or it's too late. How am I supposed to grab anyone with an umbrella in my mouth? After three. One. What the? Two. Thundering typhoons. What's happening? Oh, great snakes. A gang running across the lawn. Sildavians, I bet. There's snatching calculus from the Borgerians. But that should be us. They've got him. They're putting him aboard a boat. What a struggle. What a fight. Two sports commentator. Oh, Captain, I've got an idea. Quick while no one's looking. Come on. What are you doing, boy? Trust me, Captain. Trust me. Trust me, he says. Trust me. We're catching up with them. You can see their weight clearly. Have you ever flown a helicopter before? Never, but it's easy once you get the hang of it. 
Oh, yes, it's them, all right. They're heading for France. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.